If you would, I want to add a, uh, a PS to what she just said. Uh, turn to uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. <clears throat> and let's go ahead and put that up here. Now, did your father give you the son in love? Did he give you Jesus in love? Yes, he did. Um, uh, let's put it up in the New American Standard. And I want you to look at, uh, look at the last two words in this verse. Don't look at the rest of it yet. Look at the last two words in this verse. What are those two words? All things. Well, how many things does that mean? All, right? And what, what's left out of this? All right, now let's read the verse. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us at all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And so this right here, whatever you're believing for, whatever you're trusting God for to save you, to pull you out of, to bring you to a place. I'm, I'm not saying that, that God, when you, you know, go home and pray, all right, Lord, I read that verse. Now, Lamborghini, come. You know, I'm not saying that you're going to have a Lamborghini show up on your, on your doorstep because he's going to give you all things. If he's going to give you all things, then he's going to be leading you to all the best places. And you walking in and praying over that and asking for that, that might not be the best thing for you. You know, I'm just saying. It might not be the best thing, but let me, let me give it to you like this. When your heart gets to the place where you can receive something like that, he doesn't mind giving it to you. Because how, if he gave you his son, how would he not freely give you all things? This is the heart of the Father to you. And so whatever it is that you're believing for, you can be assured that if it is a good and a best for you, God has done what it takes and he's trying to get you to the place where you can receive. Not just be given it, but you can receive all things. Amen? This is the heart of the Father. And that revelation right there will change your perspective of how you see God and how you see His love and what does He actually want to do in your life. Amen? Amen. Well, a couple of things before we get into the message. Uh, first of all, uh, February, welcome this morning. It's so good to see everybody and, and welcome to everybody online. Let's just do this for a second. I'm going to hold this up. Everybody, tell everybody online, welcome. So when I, when I say uh, one, two, three, y'all say hey or hey y'all or, or welcome or whatever. Ready? Do it real loud, okay? We want to welcome everybody that's watching on, online. Ready? One, two, three. Hey. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that was great. So welcome. Thank you for watching. Uh, on February 2nd, 2.22, uh, is going to be a very, very special day here at Boomerang. And I want to tell you about it. These are a couple announcements I wanted to tell you about myself. First of all, at our service, on at 11 o'clock service, we're going to have a special gift for everybody that's here. And um, second thing is this. There are two events that are coming up within the next month. And, and here's my request as as your pastor and as your shepherd, I'm requesting, I really desire this, and I want you uh, to be here for these two things. 
And uh, if I could make you do it, I would do that. But that's not God. But, um, but if I could, I would. Because they're going to be huge, not only in where we're going, but they're going to be huge in where you're going. And the first thing is on the 22nd, not just at the 11 o'clock, but at the 10 o'clock, we have class, coffee, and conversate. And I would really like to see everybody at that 10 o'clock class because we're starting into something and we're gonna, I'm going to show you something. And if you'll grab a hold of it, your life will change and the people around you's life will change, okay? And that's at the 10 o'clock class. And then on March 7th, which is a Saturday, it, we're having a leadership training. And that's going to be from 9 to 1 uh, we'll have a break in between, but we're not going to break for lunch till we get done. I'm going to try to get done by noon, uh, but we're going to say one just to make sure. That leadership training is going to be huge, and it'll change your life too. These are two huge things, and if, like I said, if I could make you come, I would, but I'm not going to make you, but I'd love to see you, and that includes adults, teenagers. I, I want to see everybody at those two things. And uh, so mark them on your calendar. Make sure that you are there. Today we talked about Pastor Bill at Harvest Church. His birthday's today. You know, he's a part of our body. Even though this is not his, Boomerang's not his church, he's still a part of our body. He's a great friend of mine. And so today's his birthday, and I thought, well, let's just pray for him, and let's agree together, because every week we pray for a different body of Christ. So Lord, we just lift up Pastor Bill right now and his wife Karen. Lord, let him have an absolutely wonderful birthday. And Lord, we just ask for your blessing on harvest, Lord, that it would grow in the life of God, that it would grow in fellowship with you, that it would grow in wisdom, in favor, in stature, Lord, that Harvest and Pastor Bill and his wife would have the protection of God, the fullness of salvation of God, and that they would actually be blessed and manifested blessings with every spiritual blessing, Lord, we just ask that your power and your love would be poured out on them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, let's turn to Luke 2.52. And we have been talking about increase. And today, I believe, is the last day of the increase series. And in increase, one of the things that we've talked about is that it is God's will and God's desire for us to increase. Uh, the world, uh, it will, if you believe in increase, a lot of times it will pervert that increase and it will make you go after things that God's not wanting you to go after. Uh, the, the Bible says this, that the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, it tells us that we should not be entangled in the affairs of the world and we should not be trying to go after all this kind of stuff. But if we go after God, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these things, and it's talking even there about, in context, material things will be added to you. So what you need, jobs, health, all that stuff, it'll be added to you. And let me the best way I like to describe it is like this. God has pre-programmed things to seek you out if you'll seek him out. That's a, that's a great... God has pre-programmed things to seek you out if you'll seek him out. But a lot of times we're seeking the things out and not God, and, and it's like they get right there and you might even taste a little bit of that thing in your life and they go, ah, and, and it falls away. 
and it slips through our fingers. If we would seek Him, we could have those things and keep them and have joy in the process too. Which is what God wants us to have. He wants us to have the fullness of life. The fullness and overflowing life. It's what He desires for you. And, but one of the things is that we talked about the first week, that a lot of times we have this mindset, we're taught you know, in this mindset, I can't get ahead for losing. You know, I take one step forward and two steps back. You know, we're taught that we're not going to increase. We're basically going to stay the same. And you just believe this. If you just have enough for you and your family, uh, you, just, you should be fine and don't go going after too much more. The problem with that is in you is the potential of Christ. In you, if you're born again, is the potential of Jesus. In other words, God can take who you are and the little bit of talents you may have or the lot of talents that you may have, and he can multiply it by himself. Well, now he just multiplied what you have by infinity, by an all-powerful, almighty God, and so what really is in you when you have Christ? It's a lot. It's a lot. And if we take what's in us and we don't use it, and we don't allow it to produce and put it into action, effectively we're taking our talents and abilities, we're digging a hole, throwing them in there, and saying, Lord, I knew you were a hard man, I didn't want to mess up, so I just sat here. And God's response to that is, wicked servant. But the response to somebody who will take what they have, it may be small. It may not be as much as you'd like to have, but it's yours, and with Christ, he can turn it in. If you'll take what you have and put it into action and believe God for multiplication, believe God for increase, that person gets well done, good and faithful servant. So God desires us to increase. In this verse, Luke 2.52, it said, Jesus, who is our chief example, it says, and he kept... In other words, he continued, continued on and on, increasing in wisdom and stature. That word there, stature, means to mature. Okay, it's not just like he got buff, right? Like, like John. Uh, he's not just increasing in, in uh, just growing up and getting taller. He's increasing in maturity and wisdom and in favor with God and men. I hear, you know, I've heard multiple stories this week where uh, something was not happening, something wasn't working, now all of a sudden it's working, and, and what God has done is he has put favor in the hearts and mind of men for you. And if you don't believe in increase, though, that stuff doesn't keep rising. And why do you need that? Do you need that just so that you have favor in your business and in your life? Well, God wants you to have that stuff, but he also wants us to live in a place where life overflows out of us, where increase overflows out of us to bless other people. It's the whole purpose that we're left here on this earth. If God just wanted to increase you, or let me ask this, is it, is it God's will to increase you? I think we've established that over the last few weeks. All right. If God just wanted to increase you by yourself, what's the best thing he could do for you? The very best thing he could do for you is to take you up to heaven. Because in that place, there's no lack, there's full increase, so why doesn't he do that? 
Because the purpose of you being here is to be the body of Christ. To believe God, move in faith, to show who He is, to manifest the goodness and the glory of God inside of you, to be the light, to shine and overflow into the lives of people around you. So increase is not just about you, it's about other people as well. And if you're going to be a Christian that's doing what you need to do, increase is mandatory. Our chief example, Christ, showed us this is what we're supposed to do. We're to keep doing this. When you feel like you've gotten to the place and you've hit some goals of increase in your life, you go further. Keep increasing. Keep believing God. As long as you're here on this earth, and the truth is throughout all eternity, you ought to be increasing in God. Constantly increasing developing your abilities and your talents so that out of the overflow the kingdom can be the kingdom can be advanced and people can be blessed you know the gospel in uh, galatians 3:8 if we can put that up galatians 3:8 says this god preached the gospel ahead of time to abraham and he said through you all the nations will be blessed all the nations will be blessed through you. This is the plan. As you increase and the blessing comes into your life, through you, you will bless everybody on the earth. If Let me put it this way. Let me show it to you like this. In other words, if the blessing's going to come on people now, it's only going to come one way. God through you. So we've got to move into increase we've got to recognize it and say hey increase is mine increase is what god desires now it's my job and my responsibility to increase in what he has for us god desires increase in many areas of your life now my aim over this series was simply this to renew your mind to increase and today i want you to continue in that let's turn to jeremiah 23 verse 1 through 4 now these first two verses, they are, uh, they're really exciting. And uh, so it says, Jeremiah 23, 1, What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people? Yay! Woo! The shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Who's it talking about? And it's talking about you or his people, but who's it talking about did the wrong job? The shepherds. That's this guy up here. I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be the one he's talking about here. That's why I'm teaching you on the increase. Let's keep on going. Verse 2. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them back to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. So what he's saying is this, is that, let me, let me put it to you in today's terms. So that you will still like me and you will give me a paycheck, I'm going to preach only the things that don't step on your toes too hard. I'm going to compromise what the Holy Spirit's told me to speak. I'm not going to get into the Word. I'm going to preach what's comfortable to me without stretching beyond my comfort because I care for me more and the end result is you suffer. That's what he says in verse 1 and 2. I can't afford to do that. My job as a shepherd is to tell you the truth 
And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm real sorry. I got to tell you the truth. And you know, there's some people that think that you should be so uh, overwhelmingly rich and, and prosperity, and they think that. And there's some people that think you ought to be so completely poor. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. The truth is God wants you, He wants to give you all things, but there's a balance to it because He wants you blessed to the best, not just blessed. He wants you blessed to the best. So, in that process, you know, part of me could say, oh yeah, you don't need too much because that would be comfortable. And maybe another part of me would say, I want you blessed so that I can be blessed. It's ultimately rooted in me and that would be wrong too. The truth is, he wants you to either one of those could be easy or comfortable to me, but what I have to do is i got to preach this word. I have to preach this word. I have to show you what God's saying. I have to show you what's on his heart. And your job as believers is to say, if God said that, and you go research it for yourself, I'll believe it, I will humble myself to the word, whether I agree with it or not. You know what, sometimes I preach stuff I didn't agree with. That may sound funny to you. But there have been things that I've been very uncomfortable, but I didn't know, but I knew it was God. And I had to renew my own mind to what was being preached. And I was the preacher. And that's okay. We have to all grow in God. We have to all take what He says and put it into action, whether we agree with it or not. Because if He said it, if He's in it, that's going to be the best. And I don't want to just be blessed in a little way. I want to be blessed in the best. Why? Because I have that potential in Christ to do that and I have a responsibility to move in increase. That means I've got to be very honest with myself. I've got to be very honest with how I'm living and what I'm doing and the decisions I'm making and I've got to do them because God says it, not because I feel like it, not because I've been taught it, not because somebody else tells me to. I've got to do it because I know He's always got my best interest at heart and I trust Him. I trust Him. Because he loves me. He loves me. He loves you so much. And so I trust him. So let's keep on because these three and four is much better than one and two verse here. Verse three, but I will gather. So in other words, have you ever felt like maybe, I know I've felt this way before, where I had been in church and I just felt lost. And I didn't feel like, I felt like there's more to God than what I'm hearing. There's more to God than what I'm living. And maybe it was me. Maybe it was the preacher. It doesn't really matter. Let's just get into what God has for us. And that's what we're here to do at Boomerang is to lead you into everything that God has for you in the right way so that you can be the best blessed. Amen? So, I like that. Best blessed. I've never said that before, but I'm liking how that's flowing. Verse 3, but I will gather together this lost remnant, this, these people who are saying, I know there's more in God. I will gather them together, and I, I will gather the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold. In other words, to their own place. To the place where God has for them. And they will be fruitful and increase in number. They will be fruitful and increase. Is increase and being fruitful on the heart of God? 
Does he want that for you? You can see right here, this is his heart for you. This is his heart for his flock. This is his heart for his children. He wants you fruitful and he wants you to increase. And then he says this, verse 4, Then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. So if I'm doing my job as a responsible shepherd, then I'm going to lead you to the place where you can be fruitful and increase. I'm going to teach you about increase. I'm going to expand your vision. Let's turn to uh, Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14 through 17. If I'm being a proper shepherd, then I'm going to lead you to the place and I'm going to show you how increase, proper increase, not just necessarily what our mind thinks about increase, but I'm going to show you proper increase in God and lead you to the place where you can grow, not just, not just grow by itself, but grow healthy. You know, one of the things that we talk about in our, in our member class is this, is that there's a lot of things that grow, but not all things that grow are healthy. Take cancer, for instance. That's growing in a very wrong way. But things that are healthy will grow. So all things grow, but that doesn't mean they're healthy. But things that are healthy will grow. So one of our major goals at Boomerang is to bring a spiritual health into your life. And naturally, what's going to come out of that spiritual health and what's going to come out of that leading you to that place, to your place, and, and that place in God, is there will be a healthy growth, a fruitfulness, and an increase that automatically starts in your life. And, and we can just do this. I love, I love doing this because how many people have seen increase in your life since you've started coming to Boomerang? You've had it in your spirit or in your job or in your finances. How many people? Look, and you can just look around. I have had increase in it. Well, that's good. That's what we're looking for. Amen. So, Genesis 13, verse 14. Now, what had happened was... April, Abraham had been led by God to a new place. They had gotten to this new land. He had brought Lot with him, which didn't look to be the best of decisions that Abraham could have done. And at this point, they, their servants were fighting together, and they were, there was just too many of them. Why? Because they had increased. Because when he had been obedient to go where God had taken him, increase happened. And it didn't just happen on Abraham by himself. It happened a lot too because he was with Abraham overflow out of the increase of Abraham increased Lot's life as well. And so here they are, the servants though, you know, they started fussing because they were so many in one, one small place. And so God told uh, Abraham to tell Lot basically which one do you want and Abraham said, hey, which, which part of the land do you want and you can go and do your thing and I'll do my thing. You choose yours. And so Lot saw the piece of land that looked the best. He chose that. And uh, then Abraham was talking to God. And after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction. Now listen to that wording. Look as far as you can see. What are you doing there? You are stretching your vision. For as far, if you're going to increase, and increase is your responsibility to believe God for and act in, one of the first steps that you need to do is you need to stretch what you can see with your spiritual eyes. You need to say, you know what, right now, I may be just coming back into church, but Lord, I know that you want to use me. 
I know that you can use me. I know right now I don't feel like you can use me, but I know you can. Through you, you can. And you can allow God to stretch your vision and start to see. Remember, my job as a shepherd is to take you to the place where you can increase. This is the first step. is stretching your vision. Lord, I know you can use me. I know you can. We're going to be talking a lot about this this year. This year the theme is Be the Light. That's why we're doing a series on it in a couple of, year, couple of weeks here. Because we want you to understand you are the light of the world through Christ. You are the ones to let the light of God shine through you. And you might not feel like it right now, but if you'll just turn over some of your decisions to God and to Jesus, He will be allowed to shine through you and you will minister even when you don't feel like you're that worthy. Because there's something in God when you take what you have, little as though it may be at times or how it feels, if you'll take what you'll have and give it to God, He will bless it and He'll increase it. Because you're multiplying you by infinity, by all-powerful God. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Let me tell you this. You can have as far as you can see. In your life, if you can see it, you can have it. So our job in increasing is to stretch our eyes. I know there's a period of time in my life where I couldn't see very far. But I didn't know it was important to increase, so I started allowing the God to stretch my vision inside of me. Stretch it out. Let me see. It's important for us to do this all the time. You know... Uh, the story, some of y'all may have heard this before, some not, but when Nicole and I met, uh, I, was, I was doing some business and we were having a meeting one night and I told Nicole we were just dating, we had just started dating, and I said, hey, hey baby, um, we're going to go to this meeting. And uh, we were at the meeting already, we stepped to a side room, and I said, we, <laughs> let me rephrase that, let me say it again, I mean, we were at the meeting already, all right? And then I said, hey, um, all I want you to do is I want you to smile and say hello to the people that we come in contact with, okay? And she started like this and started just bawling, right? And I'm like, ah, we're at the meeting now. Like now I'm thinking, the mascara running, all this stuff. She's got to go to the bathroom. She's got to clean it up. And, and I mean, I asked her to smile and say, hey, and she started bawling, right? Now see, that's not the Nicole y'all know now. Why? Because eventually she came to the place where she said, Lord, this life that I have is yours. I give it to you. And I'm allowing you to stretch me and to stretch what I see. And as she gave that to the Lord, the Lord increased. And now she's able to be very much a blessing and speak and lead and all this kind of stuff. And that, that girl that I was dating, she's not there anymore. It's like, you know, she wants to stay up here and do offering like all day. You know, I, I mean, I don't, and, and she's like all outgoing up here. It's like, I'm, I'm like, where'd that, where'd that girl go that I used to date? But I'd rather have this one because this one's doing what God wants. But that's what increase can do when you stretch your vision. 
As far as you can see, you can have it. So what we see is very important. Verse 16, And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth they cannot be counted. Verse 17, Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Now this verse 17 is very important too because when he shows us that we can see further and he stretches our vision, it's important for us not just to look out there and see it only But when we go and walk, we're inspecting it. And let me put it this way. We meditate on the vision that he stretched us to see. We go and we walk through that vision. We think about it. What does he want to do here? What does he want to do at Boomerang? This is why next week's going to be vision. Because after increase, I want you thinking increase. Because I'm leading you to a place where you, as the flock of God can be fruitful and increase in what God's called you to. I don't want anybody in here burying your talents. I want you taking your talents and giving them to God as fast as you get them. Well, that requires change. It also requires increase. And for us to increase, we need to stretch the vision, and then we need to meditate. Lord, what do you want to do here? I want to meditate. Hey, you want to grow this church. It's it's God to grow the church. You know what's going to happen if the church grows? The stuff... uh, it's going to look different. You know, I, I was talking last night, and I said, and I told some people, I said, you know what, if our church right now just doubled, the, the feel of it would be different. And you know what? You might not like that. But you know what? Is it, is it God to stop growing and stop increasing because you don't like that? No, that's burying your talents. So if you haven't thought about increasing, then you would have never dealt with those thoughts. If you haven't walked through the land of that, what would it look like? What would happen if it starts to grow? What does that feel like? You know, it might be like this morning. I don't know, but I got a feeling that the parking lot's pretty full. Anybody have a hard time finding a parking space this morning? Is anybody, or was there still some more out there? Pretty tight? Somebody helped you find one? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Somebody helped help find one. That's good. But the parking lot might get real full, and guess what? You might have to take an extra 30 seconds to go find a parking space. And, and you might have to still stay in love. <laughs> and that's increase. And you know what? That's awesome. But have you spent some time thinking about that? Because if you hadn't spent some time thinking about it, then what happens is increase comes or it begins and you go, ooh, I don't like that. And then what you do is you actually kind of cauterize the outside of that increase and you, and you basically keep to yourself in a shell. And you know what? The church has done that for a long time. But by spending time on it, letting God stretch our vision and spending time on that, it'll help us get to the place where we can serve more and more people. And the heart of God is to serve everybody that we can. The heart of God is to take our talents and let Him decide how much He wants to multiply it by. And we've got to get to the place in our hearts where we have not only seen that, but we've meditated on it, and we can own that increase. We need to open up our hearts to that. And it's good stuff. I thought about opening up this message this morning by saying every amen was going to take a minute off the message. 
after those. So, all right, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. God's will for the church is to increase. It says, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. Now, what had just happened in Acts chapter 2 is Jesus had told them, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. He was talking about being filled with the Spirit. In comes the Holy Spirit into the upper room. They're all filled with the Spirit. The power of God is released. People hear them preaching in their own tongue all over the city. There were there was tons of people there. They all heard them. Then Peter gets up and he preaches. And, it, and you remember the last time we heard Peter was he was running and crying because he had denied Christ. But now he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit to be the witness of Christ like it says in Acts chapter 1 uh, verses 4 through 8 it says you will be empowered to be my witnesses he stands up I love what Keith Moore said and preaches like a house of fire and then all of a sudden here's what happens in verse 41 verse 41 says those that believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all Woo. What would y'all do with 3,000 people? That's what I'd be curious about. Let me ask you this. Would you give up your seat? Would you be okay standing at the back if there was a whole bunch of new believers coming to Jesus that don't know anything about love? See, have we spent some time walking the land of increase? Have we thought about these things? So God's bringing increase here right now. It's without a doubt. The question is, you've got to be ready for it. That means you need to stretch out your eyes and you need to be willing. You know, it's God for me to increase. There was 3,000 souls that came in that day. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and sharing and meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. All the believers, they devoted themselves. They, they made themselves disciples. I'm going to be disciplined after God. Now here's the question. Who poured out that day? Who decided to pour out the Holy Spirit? Was it the heart of God? And what was the result of that pouring out? Did increase happen because of the pouring out? Yes. Did increase happen because of the pouring out? Because it was the will of God. Yes. Increase in the church is the will of God. And one of the things is, as we walk through increase, we've got to figure out. Because one of the greatest things I've heard a lot of recently is, man, you go into Boomerang, they are going to love on you. I mean, they just love you. They're going to love on you. Like, even if you don't want to be loved, it's too bad. They're going to love on you. you know, you're going to have to get over that because if you're going to hang out, they're going to love on you. And I love that because that was a priority to us when we started the church. It's awesome. People are going to love on you. It's great. But guess what? If you double, triple in size, guess what? That kind of family, close-knit feel that we have, that's going to be really hard to hold on to. And it's not that that needs to go away. That's a, that, to me, is a priority as well. But if we need to walk through that land and figure out how do we hold on to it. Lord, show us. Give us. Let us increase, not just in number, but let us increase in wisdom. How do you hold on to that? personal love that family feel 
We need God's wisdom and increase there. So we need to start opening up our heart right now. Lord, show us how to do that. Show us how to be exactly who You've called us to be in increase. Show us how to be that. Verse 46 says, They worship together at the temple each day. I'm just saying, I could tell y'all, y'all need to come to church every day, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say it, but that's what Acts 2.46 says. They worshiped at the temple each day. I'm not expecting you to do that, but I am expecting you to walk with God every day. A lot of times, though, in our American society, we get upset because we've got to come to church once, twice a week. They're, they're there. Why are they there? Because God's been made real to them. And their, their heart is to seek first Him instead of seeking first everything else. When we get to the place where we're seeking Him first, our priorities line up. And then everything can work according to God's plan. That's part of the reason why things will come to you and they're pre-programmed to you is because when you seek God first, your priorities line up and fit into His plan. Whereas before, when your priorities are out of line, it doesn't function in the kingdom. But when we seek Him first, everything lines up. The cogs of the spiritual machine that He has designed, the spiritual programs work and they flow. We want to learn how to do that so we can increase better. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Who added? The Lord did. Whose will was it for them to increase? The Lord's. The church must increase. If we're not following this example, we're missing it. And that means we haven't stretched our eyes towards increase. We've taken what's a potential in the Word, a Word that we can stand on and stand in faith, and we buried it. We don't want to be that church. I don't want to be that shepherd. I want to be the one that can lead you to a place that brings fruitfulness and increase to you. Acts chapter 4, 4. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of the believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Now in a few weeks, it's 5,000. The church is 5,000 strong. In a few weeks. Simply because they gave themselves over to God. And said, Lord, do with me what you want. I'm yours. Do with me what you want. Let's look at this. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I mean, Genesis 1, 27, 28, our last verse. You know, you may be sitting there going, Brian, I don't know how to increase. You know, I don't know how to lead somebody to the Lord. I don't know how to do all that stuff. Well, I'm just going to... It's not exactly what we're talking about, but it'll answer the question on the 22nd at that 10 o'clock class. It's going to bring some truth to you that you, I think you're going to go, whoa, I didn't realize. Yep, see, Nicole knows what I'm talking about. But she ain't going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
She's like, I might can be influenced with increase. All right, so Genesis 1, 27, 28. So God created human beings in His own image. Are you made in the image of God? Yes, you are. When you're born again, you literally become a new species of being created in the spiritual DNA of God Himself. It's a huge thing. If, you're, if you know Christ and you're born again, it's amazing actually who you are in Christ. Not by yourself. By yourself you couldn't do it. But with Jesus, He took that little bit of faith that you gave to believe on Him and He multiplied it by Himself and you have become something amazing. Out of this world, literally. So God created human beings in His own image. You're still in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. That mission has not changed. God wants you to know increase, to be an increase, and to bring increase. That mission has not changed. We're not just talking about having more babies. That ain't what it's talking about. It's talking about taking the blessing. Of, that was funny. Who was laughing? All right, good job. I liked it too. So he, he said, take the blessing of God and increase this blessing all over the earth. Be blessed. Be fruitful and multiply. You're made in my image. And I increase the blessing is what God said. Now you go do the same. The mission is the same. It's never changed. And our job as the church is to govern this world. The church is designed to do just that. Not be a weak organization that people laugh and joke about. It's not designed to do that. Because you're made in the image of God. You are made with His spiritual DNA. You are one with His Spirit. This is what the Word says. And you are designed to bring fruitfulness and increase across this globe and to govern it. That's the mission of God. But it doesn't happen if you don't know who you are and you don't know that you're supposed to increase it. And if you don't know that you're supposed to increase it, you're not going to stretch your vision. You're not going to meditate on it. And you'll just stay there stale and effectively bury what God has given you in this life in the ground. Let's be the kind of church and the kind of people that says, I'm going to do everything I can to increase in a godly, healthy way. I'm going to do everything I can to increase and let God increase me and overflow out of my life so that the glory of God can be seen more in this earth. So that the glory of God and the power of God and the love of God can overflow in this earth the way He designed it to be. That's what God calls for you to do. It doesn't take many. It just takes a few that have resolved to believe God for increase. To believe God, Lord, we're going to do everything you ask us to do. We must purpose ourselves to increase. We don't do it by ourselves. We step into increase by trusting God for the increase. The number one way that we're going to increase is to have fellowship with God to increase in our 
fellowship with God. To reset. I'll say this again, I've been talking about it. It's a part of our vision. is living a life that is lived in a reset fellowship. If you haven't watched that series, you need to go on the archives and watch that series. It will change how you do life. And it will change how you increase. Because everything that you have is connected to, do you know God intimately the way that He's paid for you to know Him? Have you grown to know and fellowship with Him as one the way that He's made you? And when you start operating in that, increase is a natural reaction to it. So let's fellowship with God. Let's just stand up right now and Jeff and Tara and Barrett and George come on up. And Right now, if you're at that place and you're saying, you know what? I need to increase with God today. Increase is something I need in my life. I need it. And that's you then I want you to just pray. Let's just pray this prayer together. Out of your heart right now, let's just pray this. Just make it, not not me and you, let's make it God and you right now. Right now. Just say, Father, I want to increase in you. I'm tired of burying the talents. I want, well done, good and faithful servant. Because I love you. And that's your heart. I just make Jesus my Lord. He's the director of my life. Leading me always. Into triumph and increase. And I receive him. As my Lord. And I believe. That he died for me. And that the father rose him back to life. And He raised me up with Him. And we are seated in heavenly places. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Now I'll tell you, if you said that prayer and today was the first time or you were just recommitting it, and I'm telling you, when I prayed it right then, that's me recommitting too, right here. Now you take the increase that God has given you in love right in that moment just that just happened, and now you go walk out. Go and sin no more. Go and walk in the power of God. He's given you the power that breaks all those habits of that junk that you've been doing. He didn't say, get your junk right first and, and then I'll love on you. He said, I'm loving on you. Now you're empowered to go get rid of your junk. And so, Lord, I just ask right now, in Jesus' name, that Your will would be done over everybody listening to this message, that Your will would be done, and I just speak on Your behalf when I say, go, be blessed, be fruitful, and multiply, and increase in God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, as we finish up today, if you have anything that you need, you have any prayer requests, you can see either one of these prayer teams come up. If today's your first day, we have a gift for you. We want, if you came to the Lord just a few minutes ago, we have a gift for that too. Just let us know. Tell us those things, and we'll get those things in your hand as Jeff prays and we finish out.
first of all, I just want everybody to know I've been struggling the last few weeks with with just strength and resilience to, to just do what God's asked me to do. And so I believe in increase, and I'm just going to pray right now that God's going to release us, release the power. And God, I'm just going to pray that you would bless everybody today, those people that are struggling with with trials and tribulations, those people that are struggling with illness, like myself, the last couple days, just been feeling poorly in the flesh. And God, I'm just going to pray, release your power of increase, release that power to heal, increase in health, increase in prosperity, increase in our faith and our dedication to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Release that power over this crowd right now that they can go out and be strengthened by that thought that you are going to increase us in every way, in all things, leaving nothing out, that we will be in increase as we go out into the world until we meet again on Wednesday or next Sunday. You all be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good week.